Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. Remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Joseph Backholm. He is the Senior Fellow for Biblical Worldview and Strategic Engagement at the Family Research Council. Joseph, thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's good to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Well, you know, I, I reached out because, you know, this Disinformation Governance Board, which I guess is really just a, a culmination of what's been happening anyway, gets formed, and we're told that they're going to be the, kind of the ministry of truth. How how worried should people be when when it becomes this blatant? Well, in some ways, I'm grateful for the honesty because this is how they have been functioning for a long time anyway. And and nobody is really surprised by the fact that um, you've had the government punishing people for saying things that they believe to be false. Uh, This is it was a surprise to me only in how bold they are becoming to to have this agency that, um, and of course, they're not calling it the Ministry of Truth, but a disinformation board, which serves that very purpose. So in one hand, it's scary that you're dealing with people who think this is their job. On the other hand, it's uh, a little bit refreshing to me to know that they're just being honest about it so we can, we can agree what it is that we're dealing with. Well, I guess they're honest in terms of forming it. Now, honesty in terms of what they're actually going to be tracking, I, I have uh, uh, severe concerns that uh, Mayorkas would know the truth even if it bit him. But I guess we'll have to see how all that plays out. But it, it really does remind us that when you deviate from the truth and try to create your own reality, you have to resort to this type of level because no one else is going to follow, right? You reserve to bullying and... Uh, all these scare tactics because they don't have anything behind them other than the lies they continue to spew, right? Well, yeah, there, there's a truth to that. I mean, they, these are people who are who are completely convinced of the justness of their cause because they live by a they live in a different world that's based on a different set of assumptions. You and I would agree that that God created us for a purpose. He understands what is best for us. And he has told us what is right and wrong. God is the one who determines what is right and wrong. When you come from a different worldview in which God did not create us, our existence is accidental um, at best, and therefore there is no ultimate truth. There is no way to know what leads to human flourishing, and there is no standard of right and wrong. You're just creating creating it for yourself, and your feelings are the guide to truth. And they have entered a war. They live in a world out of really good intentions in which, because there's no standard of truth, their feelings are the guide to truth. So when they feel like something is true, that makes it true. If it makes them happy, that makes it true. That's just a totally different way of seeing the world. It's, it's dangerous because it's false. And it's really destructive. So we need to understand that. But we also need to understand that they are doing this with a completely clear conscience, which is one of the things that makes it most dangerous because they're never gonna they're never gonna pause and hesitate and reconsider whether what they're doing is right. Yeah, and, and I'm sure Stalin, Hitler, Mao, you know, Pol Pot, all the others, you know, did things that they thought, you know, in their mind were was the right thing to do because they were smarter than everyone else. But 
you know, it, it does, you know, Jesus reminds us, right? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So when we deviate from the truth, we deviate from Christ, which is why those who are listening and those who have a grasp of a reality can't fall in line with what's being spewed as the truth. You know, it's funny how when you claim disinformation, it's really a, a, it's a juxtaposition, right? You're totally spinning it 180 degrees to try to convince right. people the truth is the lie and the lie is the truth, right? That's exactly right. And, you know, another great example of this happened just yesterday when President Biden was responding to uh, the, the Supreme Court's leaked decision and um, and and their their decision to it looks like overturn Roe versus Wade. And, and he basically made some reference to the Bork non- confirmation process, which he was involved with. And he yes. basically said that, that, that the problem with Bork is that he thinks governments are man-made. And we know that, that, that rights are, are God-given, including, and then he was implying, but did not say, including the right to abortion and completely flipped things on its head because that's exactly the opposite of, of how the political, uh, you know, the political perspectives see things. Because when there is no God, the only source for our rights has to be the government. And therefore the government gives and the government takes away. But our entire premise and our entire American governmental experience is based on the assumption that rights come from God and they are inalienable and it's the job of government to protect them. So yes, you're correct that at every moment it does feel like we are they are gaslighting us at every single turn well and i think you know you know it's a good point to talk up talk about you know the the leaked supreme court decision because you know we hear from them that you know the the best thing to do is to you know promote transgender ideology because men can have babies and all these things happen and then all of a sudden right when roe versus wade appears to be uh you know, reversed, right? Now we're worried about women again. Now we're worried. I mean, they change their story depending on, you know, the topic and they really don't realize yeah. how absurd they sound. Even with COVID, right? We hear my choice, my body now, right? Signs all over the place, but we were going to force vaccinations. And if somebody said my choice, my body, the government's like, no, that doesn't count. You're correct. And, and one of the things that, you know, you're talking about the inconsistencies, which are which are real. And one of the things that results from not believing that truth is fixed and that there is such a thing as absolute truth, what happens in that situation is that you don't you don't seek consistency, that words and arguments are merely weapons to achieve an outcome that you like. So they are completely comfortable in the context of abortion saying my body, my choice. But then in the context of, you know, vaccines or something else and saying, no, we absolutely have the right to tell you what to do uh, because we're in charge. Now, in fairness, that can happen the other direction as well. And those who say my body, my choice on behalf of the vaccines are not willing to say that on abortion because there's another body involved. Right. So we know that right. there's a really there's a distinction between those scenarios. But you're, when we are dealing with a progressive worldview and a, a, a secular mindset, they don't experience cognitive dissonance. They don't 
They don't take the time to reflect on the thing I said yesterday is completely inconsistent with what I'm saying today because to them it doesn't matter. It's not about truth because ultimately that doesn't exist. It's about victory in whatever the, the, the objective of the moment is, and they are happy to say whatever they want to say. Yesterday it was birthing person's rights, and today it's women's rights because women are more sympathetic than birthing persons, and they were just fighting a different cause. They were fighting trans rights yesterday. Now they're fighting against abortion so the language is going to change is it inconsistent of course do they care no no they really don't care right and that's the problem with relativism right it becomes it ends up becoming total anarchy it's almost like playing a board game and the rules consistently change so you never know from one role to the next what the rules are going to be yes. but somebody else is making them so in the in reality you'd have never have a chance to win that board game and when you buy into playing their game, right, you're just constantly always going to be a step behind because whatever they said, as you mentioned yesterday, doesn't count today because it doesn't fit the narrative that they're trying to push. Correct. Yeah. And another great example of that is, you know, what we deal with often today is this idea that speech is violence. Um, because it, it harms psychological safety, but it's also true. The same people will tell you in a different context that silence is violence. And so it's, it's very confusing. And they will tell you, this is when you must speak. And this is when you may not speak at no point. Do you have the choice to make those decisions for yourself because either your silence is violence or your speech is violence. And they will tell you uh, when that's the case. And of course that just depends on, you know, what the objective of the moment is. And we know, you know, again, their objective is a progressive uh, policy that they're continually trying to push. And the bottom line is, you know, you, you hear Biden say whatever Biden says, but you know that there's an, you know, there's a, a team behind him. Right. I mean, it's scary enough that, you know, he claims to be a faithful Catholic, yet does what he does and right. Pelosi the same way. But there's a team right. behind him. And I know Tulsi Gabbard came out the other day and thinks, you know, Obama is got his fingers all over this. Uh, disinformation governments board. So this is really a concerted effort by a, a small group, but a very committed group, as you mentioned, who believe they're right. And we're just not smart enough to be at their level. And they need to teach us and indoctrinate us to their particular worldview. That is definitely part of the, the, the sentiment that we're experiencing. And, and we've seen this for a long time, just kind of the disdain for people who are not elite. And they really do think it is their job to protect themselves, to protect the community from people who are just not as smart as them. And so there's this, it, a lot of this is class. Um, it's in, in elitism and we know what's better, but this is what, this is functionally what most media has been doing forever for the, for the last you know decade or two anyway. And there's so many examples of, you know, things that are true that are inconvenient that they just spike in stories that we're not going to cover because this is not helpful to us. It's not about educating people. Um, most, most communication channels these days are advocates for one perspective and they communicate things that are helpful when they don't communicate things that aren't helpful. Um, now the government is is being more honest about this. The you know the government fact checkers, which is just kind of a joke that makes itself right, and that's what 1984 was all about, and that's what and and that's what the Ministry of Truth idea is all about. And of course, the government is not you know it, it is not um, above all of the other temptations that humanity is subject to. 
and the idea that because it comes from the government, they have uh, special access or, or greater um, natural interest in the truth is absurd. And people understand that, which is why this whole thing is being panned the way it is. But it's also it's good for us to to understand what it is that we're dealing with. And the, these are people who want to control you and they are going to they are going to use information to try to do that. And they are going to try to use the authority of you know the official stamp of government to try to convince a number of people that that is true because we say it's true, that it's false because we say it's false. And the sad reality is in what 1984, the big lesson of that is there are a lot of people who will agree with that. We just saw this with COVID because the government said it's true. It's true because the government says it's false. It's false. And, and, and as much as we want to laugh about it, the reality is it has an impact because there are many people who are that persuadable. Well, and people lost jobs, people, you know, lost friends. I mean, there was a loss because people wanted to think for themselves during the COVID situation. And, you know, the government and social media and everybody else was, you know, trying to erase any kind of uh, opposition to their so-called truth. But, you know, it kind of, you know, we, we look at the Chinese and we think, geez, they're doing re-education camps for the Uyghurs. How could they do stuff like that? Right. Yeah, we saw what happened in Canada with Trudeau, right, and the truckers. We see what's happening here in the United States. It might not be as obvious yeah. as the re-education camps in China, but it really is a type of trying to re-educate Americans and Canadians and whoever to a different worldview that, you know, Jesus wouldn't even recognize. Well, I would argue that most of America's government schools serve that same function as re-education yes. camps. Yes. And we've seen this debate happening. Um, you know, that, that's why we're having all of these school board debates. That's the, the debate in Florida over this bill that would simply say you can't talk to kindergartners through third graders about gender identity and, and human sexuality. Their emotional temper tantrum over the idea that I can't talk to a six-year-old about sex is because they think that is a critical part of their job. And for many of them, it's why they went into education. And that system at the architectural level is designed to take your and my children and train them away from their parents and teach them things that their parents and their church would tell them are not true. And so they are they are becoming, again, more and more transparent about that. But I'm not sure that the, that the Chinese you know, Uyghur concentration camps have anything on the uh, American public education system. And arguably, government schools are much more effective. I don't know what the conversion rate of, of Uyghurs in, in Chinese camps are, but it's right. probably not as high as the conversion rate of government schools in America of turning everybody into little progressive kind of robots. Well, and we again, they they have been working on this for years, as you mentioned, this isn't something that just happened yesterday. But you know, you have academia, you have big business, right? We saw the big blow up with Disney, their stocks getting pounded. We, we see, you know, all these elitists taking a side of the progressive movement. And it really is people need to stand up. I think, you know, we, we, we spend, you know, as Catholics, we spend 50 days in the Easter season, and every day we're reading mm -hmm. about the Acts of the Apostles, right? We are, no, I mean, we right. read it and think, man, that must have been tough back then. Well, we are the, the disciples and the apostles today that need to go out and speak the truth, no different than they, they did. 
and the world maybe even needs it more now than they did. Well, it's hard to say whether they've needed more now than yeah. now than they did then. You know, the truth is yeah. always um, desperately needed. But I think there's a caution in all of this, in, in the conversation that, you know, we, we see the ways in which people who don't think like us have no interest in the truth. But we need to be honest about ourselves in the, in the ways that uh, that our own temptations are to just believe the things that we like, believe the things that we think are convenient. The reality is, and Roman dis- Romans 1 describes it as, as those who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. It's the desire to do what we want to do makes us suppress what we know is true. And we see this very transparently in, you know, the debate over gender and this idea that men can get pregnant. They are suppressing the truth in unrighteousness. They want to be in control. They want to believe certain things are true. So they will deny reality uh, passionately in, in an attempt to convince themselves of the things they want to be true. That's not just true of progressivism, right? That's a human temptation. And, and there are plenty of, you know, right-wing examples of people who, I'm going to believe a meme I'm going to believe something I read on the internet without doing any investigation to find out if it's actually true because it's convenient to me. So while we see this as this, you know, this ministry of truth that the Biden administration is putting up, uh, we've got to make sure that all of us, the, the, the antidote to all of this is being, you know, obsessively interested, not in what is convenient, not in what is helpful, not in what, not in what confirms my preconceptions, but what is true and just diligently pursuing that. On being able to think for ourselves, I think your point is well taken in terms of, you know, we just can't believe because it's on the Internet or because it's on TV or somebody said something. Right. We have to be critical thinkers yeah. and we really lost or have given up that ability. We could get it back, but we really have become like little minions because we we want things in small bites. Just tell us what to think, who to vote for, what to do. And our life will be easy. And we realize right. that when, you, when we sit back and look at what's going on, that is the exact opposite of what we do, right? When we become critical thinkers, yeah. right, that's when we search out the Lord. That's when we get to know him in a deeper way because our mind is open and not closed. And I think you're right. We have to yes. really be open to that type of way of thinking because when we don't, then we end up in a world in which we have today and we have no one to blame but ourselves, really. There are strong temptations to tribalism, and that is a bipartisan impulse and in this idea that, well, I agree with you on these things, therefore what you're saying about this other thing is probably true, or I like you, therefore what you're saying is or true, or I, I want it to be true, therefore it is true. And as disciples of Jesus, the most important thing that for all of us is is, is, is finding the truth, and, and the Apostle Paul refers to this often as being sober-minded, and mm-hmm. not, of course, sobriety in an, in an intoxication sense, but in not letting our minds be influenced by passions of, of, of prejudices either against somebody or opposed to somebody, where we, we, always, we always believe people we like and we always disbelieve people we don't like, and allowing those biases to cloud our judgment so that we are blocking out opportunities to learn and opportunities to find the truth. And in, in, we've been living in this social media, you know, in 24-hour news cycle world that we all see the ways in which we are easily deceived if that is our focus. And the advice from James is really good in this. Be, be slow to speak and quick to hear for the wrath of God does not produce the righteous. The wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And it's that I'm going to listen more than I speak. 
And when I listen, I'm going to listen critically and not just for the things I want to hear, but I'm going to find out, is it actually true? To me, that's the solution to this whole problem culturally. Well, and the old saying is, right, God gave you two ears and one mouth, listen twice as much as you talk. And if we you know, kind of took that to heart a little bit, and instead of reacting, because, you know, we do see yes. things and we see, you know, Swalwell came out the other day and said, you know, now they're going to go after interracial marriage. We have Biden saying, you know, now they're going to segregate, you know, LBGTQ people. Because, I mean, they go to this extremist. But I think, you know, your point's well taken. You know, all of us, whether we agree with what's going on with the progressives or not, hopefully we don't. Right, are all created with an innate dignity, right, by their creator. And we need to pray for them. They are not our enemies, right? They are buying the lies and right. the evil, but we need to pray for those individuals because their souls are at stake just as much as ours are. And we need to make sure that we pray that they come to know the truth and they come to know Jesus. So we really can't view these people as, you know, enemies that need to be defeated. We need to view them as souls that need to be saved. That's exactly right. They they are not enemies. They are captives of the enemy. And uh, as such for some of us, right, we have all we have all been saved from hell by the grace of God. And that's a gift, but it doesn't make us better than people. And we just pray that the Holy Spirit will open up other people's hearts and minds to the truth as well. But there should be no sense of like superiority because it's not, you know, it, it is God's grace that has revealed the truth to us. And so there should be humility in this, but there should also be fervency and urgency and, and, and courage in this battle because we recognize that it is a battle between truth and lies. This is not blue and red. It's not Democrats and Republicans. This is truth and lies. And everybody, again, can be susceptible, it can be susceptible and is susceptible to the lie at different points. Um, but because it's a battle between truth and lies, uh, we can't quit it. But we also engage in it in a way that recognizes who the real enemy is, who the real enemy is not, which allows us to treat people well, even while we expose the things that they're saying is not true. Well, I remember back in the 70s and 80s, you know, every sporting events, football game, tennis, golf, you name it, right? Somebody would have it sign up John 316, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. Right? We need to keep that in our minds. Right? So God does love us, but how do we love him? We love him by the truth because we know God is love. Jesus says he's the truth. So truth equals love. But we do it in a manner so that we love our neighbor. We love our enemy. And we need to be able to share these things. And when we have disinformation governance board slash the ministry of truth, right? You have a Nina Jankowitz, you know, singing Mary Poppins songs and, you know, you want to get your blood boiling, but we need to remember, right? God came, yeah. Jesus came to save us all. And we need to try to help people yeah. find the truth and live that truth. That's exactly right. And as believers, we shouldn't be surprised by any of this because this is not a new story. This disinformation board and other people trying to determine what is true and 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 you know the, the, it's good to fight over what is true. Um, but humanity has been since the beginning. Genesis chapter three, the, the conversation that Eve has with the with the serpent in in, in the Garden of Eden when he. God had told them, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the serpent comes in and says, did God really say? And ever since then, that's the question. Can we trust God? 
And this, of course, government disinformation board is written by is is operated by people who do not believe what God said about humanity is true in any respect. They have they have formally opposed in their campaign literature everything that God said is good in Genesis chapter one, from the uh, the creation mandate to male and female He created them to putting them together in a marriage to you know, be fruitful and multiply every component of it they disagree with at, at at the molecular level of God's creation, which is why we know this is a spiritual war, and they are the ones running the disinformation board, right? So we understand that they aren't even capable of finding the truth. On purpose. Accidentally, they might get there once in a while, but on purpose, they may not because they are at war with God's truth. And that's why we have to, we can't believe it, you know, we, and, and we have to push back, but we have to do it in the right way. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, truth is only used when it's convenient for what they're trying to push, and then they'll move away from it, right? But, you know, we're reminded in the Acts of the Apostles, right, it's necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. God, The Lord tells us, know that if the world hates you, it hated me first. So to your point, right, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, but we're here at this particular time in history for a reason. And so we can't look at this as, oh, my gosh, the world's coming to an end. Hey, this is my opportunity to do what the Lord has asked me to do and to share him with a world that may not be overly receptive, as we've seen. That's exactly right. And, and they are not going to be receptive. We don't have control over that. And, and remember, I mean, Jesus was the best evangelist of there, there ever was. And what did they do to him? You know, they killed yeah. him. And so we, sh- we should not be surprised that we are going to face opposition. It is, uh, it is what we signed up for. Um, it is thankfully temporary, but it is part of the assignment. And uh, we just need to make sure that when the opposition comes, it's for the right reasons and not because we've just uh, brought it upon ourselves. Well, we're down to about a minute to go, Joseph, and I knew this conversation would fly by. And, you know, every day people will look on the news or social media and another example will come up. But I hope they realize how important it is to you know, stay close to the Lord and, and really fulfill the mission that we're called to. How can people follow what you're doing to, to get that, that strength that they need to, to carry on in a, in a world that doesn't really like them? Well, the Family Research Council website is frc.org. I'm housed within the Center for Biblical Worldview, and that's at frc.org slash worldview. And we like to talk, you know, frame these things in these ways so people can think biblically about the world that they live in, and we love helping people do that. I guess if we don't, not I guess, I know that if we don't think biblically and we fall into the lies that we're that we're seeing, we're going to be in deep trouble. So I think it's, it's a great reminder, and I appreciate uh, Family Research Council putting that department together because the worldview uh, from a biblical perspective is critical, isn't it? It really is. It, it is everything. And uh, in, in so many ways, we have been, uh, the, the, the culture has done a better job of evangelizing the church than the church has of the culture. And we think like them in a lot of ways, and we've got to fix that. Otherwise, we fall into the same traps. Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.